progress. It's the reason that your grandparents' views are better not spoken in public. <laughs> uh, why did I bring you to straight out of Compton, Pop-Up? This is, this is partly on me. If you're pre-born, you're fine. If you're preschool, you're fucked. You get your ass to work and save my country from these cock-sucking Republicans. Our enemies are innovative and resourceful, and so are we. They never stop thinking about new ways to harm our country and our people, and neither do we. I say we take off and nuke the entire site from orbit. It's the only way to be sure. There is a separate, there is a separation of church and state. There is not a separation of faith and politics. <laughs> oh, wait, you're serious. Let me laugh even harder. <laughs> God created a perfect world. He created everything in six days, just a few thousand years ago. Serious? So I said, that's not a penguin. <laughs> anyway, um, so uh, I yeah, totally, totally week. spaced on. I, I thought I had posted the show last week on time. Yeah, I didn't. No. I, I posted it. I reposted it Sunday. It didn't take for some reason. So, yeah. so, um, <sighs> so, hey, um, yeah, I don't know if uh, some of the folks know we were just talking about it. Um, so I don't think it'll get me into too much trouble just to say um, for the last year or so, uh, some of you folks may have figured out, I've been going through some stuff. So um, my divorce was final yesterday. Yes. Everybody. So um, so new chapter ahead. So there we go. So I guess um, this week I will use the Louis C.K. divorce thing. That might that might be considered sending a message. So we won't do that. There really? Is some, yeah. No. There are, we got to be careful about because it's a happy disparagement. thing. Because uh, yeah, All right. well yeah, I mean there were two unhappy an unpleasant are, situation yeah. has been resolved. Right. So um, yeah, so we'll just go forward. Because it's not like one of you was happy in the in the situation. But the right? end, things got pretty intense. Yeah. Um. So that's what's new with me. Um. Moving on to stuff that I've I wanted. Seen. To, I wanted to ask a question sure. right off the bat before I forget. Um. Alcoholics Anonymous. Okay. Okay. Just to just to lay the groundwork, there, this is what I want to talk about. I think it's a good idea for you. I don't like it. <laughs> <laughs> I don't like. I there's something about it and what it does to some of the people that go. It trades. I mean, there's a lot. We I think we got to be careful here. Um, this is all just my personal opinion. Yeah, it takes the alcohol away and creates a, a, a dependent society group a, whatever of people it's a that can't break free of that i also take issue and this is all combined together i t i am an ex-smoker mm -hmm. i'm not a recovering smoker okay i'm not an occasional smoker i'm an ex-stoner okay I, i'm not a recovering stoner i quit i never went back I think that calling them recovering alcoholics for their entire life creates broken people that can never see themselves as fully fixed. If you haven't had a drink in 15 years, you're an ex-alcoholic. That's just, doesn't it sound better? 
I agree. It's, it's definitely more positive. And it would be it's, more uplifting, right? I, I would think so, because it does give you that feeling that, okay, I've put this part behind me. And I think that it, on, it's sort of, I mean, I do agree that there's, I mean, the, the, the addiction part of it. I mean, yeah. there's a chemical right. dependency, blah, blah, blah. And a um, mental one. Right. Yeah. Okay. So um, I think that, there is saying X that it that it's completely like you're cured almost kind of thing. I mean, you could still have that thing. I think that it there would be a an assertion that that sort of minimizes it that it's just something that you decide you're done with. And I mean, we could go right, back but that's and a forth good thing, about, right? Because yeah, you I, have I to. So you have to met, like when I when I quit smoking, which every medical thing i've read says that it is one of the hardest things to quit yeah Um, i remember those days you're an asshole yeah i couldn't (laughs) help it i really couldn't um but it was only it was only for like eight weeks yeah and i learned how to edit video because i had to keep my hands busy and i chafed myself raw so (laughs) from the scratching of the like the Jesus with what were you doing with those cigarettes? I don't know how to masturbate. That's <laughs> oh what I'm God. saying. Um, he was smoking his dick. So I understand that, that getting off alcohol, that that's a rough thing too, mm-hmm. but there's a mental addiction to, to, to pot. There, uh, there's a mental addiction to smoking cigarettes that, mm-hmm. cause it's like, Oh, I'm stressed. I need to smoke. Right. Whether or not that really calms you down. You believe it does. Right. So it does. I used to smoke after I had like steak or burgers or whatever yeah. because it complimented that it really didn't. I tricked myself into thinking that. Um, but it, I mean, I I never, I uh, and this is just me personally, just shoot my mouth off. I never fully bought into the it's a disease because I never caught alcoholism. You can very easily avoid alcoholism from the time you're born. Well, isn't there? I mean, I think that there is some weight to be given to being genetically predisposed toward addiction. Oh, everybody is. Everybody has a vice. Maybe, yeah. I, I, you know, to to a certain extent. Okay. Um, So, and when you get to a point where it kind of takes over your life there's i mean but there's that i mean that could be anything it could be right and i'm not you know trying to equate alcoholism with you know hoarding i weigh 300 and like five pounds i know all about self-restraint and how i don't have it for certain things um but i i think that in in treating addictions let's broaden it okay that's okay um treating addictions there's um, I think a a risk when you trade one addiction for another. Well, so you see where, it with heroin so, and methadone. Yeah, well, yeah, where the treatment becomes the just just the next addiction. Yes. So I can, got that, I can understand that addictive personality. So it's just feeding right. another. I mean, and there are some things that are just you know it's some things are habit and there's routine yeah. and and all that kind of stuff. And then a lot of that feeds your soul to a certain extent. I will say though, it works for some people yeah. and that's great that, that it actually works. But there are a lot of people that I see that go through a 12 step program and they change 
fundamentally as a person because it teaches you from the people I've seen, the three or four right. people. And I know that's not a lot, but so this is why. I'm, yeah, no, it's I'm, just personal experience. It it created very self-absorbed, selfish people. Like I, the whole going around asking for forgiveness. It's not to make things better with the other person. Really, it's to make you feel good about the fact that you were an asshole and nobody gives a shit anymore. Right. I think that the religious component. I wasn't of even going to get into that, no, but, but go I'll, ahead. I'll get into the religious component of it because I think that um, I think that religion in that aspect of it, um, and, and religion in, in a broader sense, mm-hmm. um, takes a little bit of. And, a little bit, quite frankly, a little bit of the success away from those who are able to then manage this addiction. So they go to AA, and there is yep. a there is a very religious, you know, component yes. to it. Okay, I think that that takes away from a person's success. We've had this in, discussion in before that. too. Yeah. yeah, takes away their successes. You know, instead of saying, yeah. "I did this," I. I beat this thing. I needed this for a while. I don't need this anymore. Yep. And instead, it was, well, Jesus helped me do this. It's like, oh, As thank God to, my child is cancer-free. Uh, no, it was the Dana-Farber Cancer Institute, you yeah, stupid fuckhead. Yeah, the chemicals and doctors who figured out how to do that. Yeah. Um, but, but instead of, like... It's, it's being grateful to the support of your friends and the support of the people in that group... And your own it willpower. All comes down to, yeah, exactly, to... to Giving it all up, giving the credit to God. It's just, you know, yeah. that's, that, and, that, and really, that, I mean, religion in general then also does the same thing. It's just like, oh, you know, just, you know, God has a plan. Okay, you know what? God does not have a plan when he gives cancer to, you know, a four-year-old child. But it helps you find your car keys. Right. Yeah. You know, or, or you know, let's Dallas win the Super Bowl. Yeah. Because God that's has like a favorite thing, team. Right. Yeah. And that's, yeah, Dallas does have a football team. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, um, unfortunately, I mean, there, there are these things that, um, they actually, I think, you know, in a way take some power away from yeah. people. We're going to get so much shit for this part of the episode. You know, I'm looking forward to it. No, I, this is so, how I feel. Yeah, no, we're just, if yeah. you can stop and you have a support group, great. Take the credit for yourself. You know what? I know because of, uh, time hop and Facebook and stuff the day I quit smoking. Yeah. And it's eight years. It was eight years like two weeks ago. On the 10-year anniversary, that's something to celebrate. Yeah. I quit smoking. I smoked for 15 years. There should be T-shirts of Jesus going, no, man, it was all you. Yeah. We could make a fucking... I'd get behind that. You know, almost like a buddy Christ kind of thing. You know, Jesus going, no, man, you did it. It was all you. you. It was all you. Yep. It was with a big capital Y, <laughs> right? So, anyway, yeah. Um, getting to less serious. But yeah, it stuff. makes it makes me it makes me sad to see people that would normally be strong, you know, strong people just fall back into a. Oh, I'm gonna go to two meetings today. Why? You haven't had a drink in twenty years. Yeah, it's like. Uh, nobody has to tell me not to suck my thumb anymore. I was waiting for you to say you got dicks for that now. <laughs> You've got dicks to tell you not to suck <laughs> yeah. your thumb. Um, but it's like you 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 outgrow stuff. Your body, you did it. your entire body. 
has pretty much shed every cell that you had alcohol soaking it yeah. with. Or just, you, you did it. Just congratulations. You yeah. did it. And you know what? If you haven't yet, you can. You can. I don't know who I, I'm like to, to I the don't camera. Know. Yeah. You can do it. I don't know. You can do it. Um, anyway, it was just something that like I, I see. <laughs> what? What? Just, what? What happened? You know what I almost said? Huh? You can do it. And I raise a glass to you. <laughs> Could be a glass of milk. It's, I have a coffee cup. White Russian. Um, I'm German. <laughs> um, so that's going to get yeah. used against you. Yeah, I know. Yeah. All right. So, so man from uncle man from uncle was, was Kingsman better. Yeah. Oh, Kingsman God. Kingsman was, was so much better, but yeah. yeah, Kingsman was amazing. It was so good. Um, yeah. Man from uncle was, it was, it was fine. Why did that get made? Cause I think they're trying to, I mean, they definitely, they left it open cause it's like a prequel to, you know, mm. how, how they got together. Um, I don't know. But, but I don't you know, know what, the show. It was honestly. a, it was a perfectly fine. I mean, I liked the period piece. It was a, it was perfectly fine. Well, I didn't walk out of there going, Oh, that was a waste of a free movie ticket. Okay. Um, and I, you know, and it was it's fine. It's kind of hard that, to feel that, you know, way. you got Superman and the Lone Ranger and the chick from Ex Machina, which I finally saw. Oh, okay. Um, it was, and it was fine. It was like, all right. It, this happened, and I look forward to the next one. I'll see the next one. I, I'm not going to walk out of there the way I walked out of, you know, Mission Impossible. Going, holy shit, that was fucking fun. Okay, because um, this wasn't this wasn't fun per se. It was like, all right, that uh, was okay. All right, okay. you know, yeah. Um, so, you know, whatever. Yeah. All right. I mean, if another one doesn't get made, then okay. I think that all their careers will be fine. Probably, yeah. You know. Um, so, but Ar- Army Hammer needs to find some sort of thing that makes use of his jaw. He's got to, he's got to get a role. He's got to get a he superhero does. It's role It's too bad that they fucked up Lone Ranger because they made the Lone Ranger about Tonto and that was a mistake Yeah, because they depped it. He's definitely better and could go for, he, he reminds me of like a, an action version of Michael Fassbender. No, you know who he is? He's, um, he's, um. Fuck, what is his name? He's Sam Jones. Actually, they could redo Flash Gordon with Army Hammer. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. They yeah. could they could just re just shot for shot do that movie again. <laughs> no one would fucking remember because you saw it, I, I saw would remember. it. You saw it, I saw it. Probably Sam Jones' mom, maybe yeah. if she was alive at the time. Seth MacFarlane. Seth MacFarlane. Yeah. And um, Mark Wahlberg. They and, all saw it. And the animated teddy bear. Yeah. So I think that's the, about dude, it. the dude from Rocky Horror Picture Show saw it. He, yeah. He was in it. So. So. Um, but yeah, they. You got to give Army find something for Army Hammer to do. Army Army Hammer would make a very good um, Green Lantern in the Justice League movie. Yeah, I could see. He's that. got a good jawline for yeah. a superhero. Yeah, he's yeah, he's got the right face for a mask. <laughs> you know what? I, yeah. But I mean, really, yeah. you know, and it is all about the jaw. But I just thought that was a funny way to put you it. You know what? Maybe throw him in one of these Star Wars spinoff movies. Yeah, I like him. He looks. He looks. Yeah, he, he looks he's like he's got totally charm. Hollywood. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but it was it was fine. It was good. Do you know what I really liked? No. I really liked Trainwreck. Oh, you saw that. Okay. I did. Have you seen it? Yeah. Okay. Oh, wait. I never watched the end of it. Anyway. Yeah. 
Um, I have this weird relationship with Amy Schumer. Okay. Said everybody. <laughs> now, um, when I first started listening to her stand-up, yeah. there's an album cover, like a CD cover of hers that shows up on Pandora. Mm. And it she doesn't look, at least in that picture, the way she looks. Okay. Okay? Yeah. In that particular picture, it seems like she has more of a of a jaw. Like and and like the way she really is, she's got a softer, rounder face. And right. I never when I was listening to her stand up, I never pictured her in my head. This is kind of weird. In my head, she had kind of a Belinda Carlisle, Reese Witherspoon look. Kind of okay. a sharper right, right. kind of Pointier more chin. squarish look. Yeah. Yeah. So when I see her right. live, it I'm still fucked up by that. Okay. Okay. Plus when she first started getting some attention for like some Ferguson stuff and yep. you know, she has a uh, Chuck Schumer, I guess, yeah. is a distant cousin. Yeah, yeah. So, like, she was kind of coming out like politically, and I just wanted to tell her to shut the fuck up and go make people laugh. Mm. And that bothered me a bit. And then I kept seeing stuff that she did, right? You know, because I was just like, oh, I like, I, I liked her stand up, and just like, yeah, all right, just go be funny. I don't, right. don't be Bono, okay? Just, you know. So, and then I would see some of her show, and I kept liking her still yeah. but kind of hating myself for liking her but she's yeah because she's using the show to like prove the points with comedy right and she and which, which is, i think is the is, way to do it yeah which is fine and i i would have to say that i i do like her i like that she wrote this movie judd apatow yeah. directed it um it's it's a romantic comedy and I think it's a romantic it's kind comedy. Of a romantic tragedy. Well, no, no, I call it a romantic comedy, <laughs> and I think it's a good romantic comedy because it 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 hits all the romantic comedy points. That's true. Okay, you got you meet cute. You got your weird, you know, family like friend family friends on both sides. Okay, yep. using of course the best um, romantic comedy of all time. When Harry Met Sally, yeah, okay, yeah. as like a blueprint for the perfect romantic comedy. This kind of hits all those points, yeah. okay. They have a fight at the right time. Like I literally looked at the time where it was. I'm like, okay, this here is, comes the conflict. Here yeah. comes the conflict. This is where all of her shit hits the fan, right? Okay, right. But it was done in in a great way, and I'm glad that she wrote it mm. because Judd Apatow doesn't get all the credit for it, right? You know, right. he has a lot of credit for shaping it, and it has. This might be something that will be weird, but something fun for Scott. It has Judd Apatow's length because okay. it is a long movie. Hmm. All right, it, it felt long because it yeah took me three days to watch it. But, <laughs> um, <laughs> so, um, but it's it's good and it's got the big like the big thing at the end. Have you haven't gotten to the I end yet? To the end. So they do this thing at the end. Am I going to be? Is this going to be spoilery? No, because I. I forgot what point I saw up to. Okay, so at the end, there's like, I mean, all right, let, let's put it this way. Yeah. He's like a sports doctor guy. Yeah. Right? And um, so the end takes place at like, you know, a basketball court, like okay. like an arena. Yep. All right? But, and you would think that it does the usual uh, big speech, jumbotron kind of thing. And what they do with it was so much more adorable okay. and funny. And I was just like, nice. Okay. okay. You, that right. was, this is good. I, I was really happy. I think it was a great vehicle to show that she can carry a movie. Did yeah. you see the part with her dad? Did you get 
past which which part when she breaks breaks down or what what do you go ahead to spoilers the, spoilers the funeral yeah okay really well written yeah beautifully acted I'm and just also like, the death was like out of nowhere yeah i was very surprised um but and colin gonna, colin quinn's not that old i know i that oh. was i did have a problem with that casting he was a little too old for that he was i mean a little too young yeah for yeah. that they could there's a million other people they could have put in that but if he had colin because colin quinn quite frankly is only about 10 years older than us mm. maybe yeah <laughs> How old is Colin Quinn? Colin Quinn is 56. Oh, 56. He's 56. Like I said, he's like 10 years older than us. So he's a little bit, he, he was a little bit young yeah, for that. No, but I'm, he was good for the role. He was, he was fine. Yeah. Yeah. But he was a little too, he was a little too young and they did mention he had an illness. So maybe that's why he's in the home, yeah. whatever, but yeah. whatever. Um, she was great. Okay. And it was yeah. a great place for Bill Hader to, lead a movie he worked it worked yeah you know i thought it was fine he showed some chops and i was, well, he, was he can do drama pretty yeah. well and i gotta say i really enjoyed that movie mm. i i my when i laughed i there were a couple of times when i like laughed yeah i mean there were a couple of times where it was like obvious amy schumer kind of dirty humor yeah kind of thing but it had enough heart to sort of brush that aside. Yeah. Um, and, and I got I thought it was, I thought it was great. So good for her. I'm, yeah. I'm, I really enjoyed it. I have the, to say the two things that, that stood out to me. Um, the first is like, so totally like inconsequential, but LeBron James was right? funny. Yeah. He was good. Yeah. I don't, I don't give a shit about that big announcement thing he did or going from one city to the other yeah. or who likes him or who hates him he looked like a nice guy who forgot his wallet in that movie right and a lot of times when you put uh, an actual sports star like megastar yeah in a movie and and require them to act you get you get um you know oh, my name is kazam and i'm a genie right and it's like no no I went to. Uh, but this I was am, good. Yeah, I went to IMDb after the movie, like I do with all the movies I yeah. watch. I go straight to IMDb, and they mentioned that um, I think it was Chris Rock was on the set and yeah. like fed LeBron, and that makes sense. Once I read like that, that, I'm like, yeah, but they were great, and they were. They, it seemed and the friendship was seemed genuine. It did, you know, like it really did. Like there's that scene where they're in the gym and they're just sort of you know shooting around. Yeah. And Bill Hader, you know, puts up a shot and he's just like, did I did I just score off Le LeBron? You're my bitch. You're my bitch. And LeBron starts coming at him. Goes, <laughs> nah, I was just kidding. I just, you know, it seemed and that like had the I, friendship was genuine. I'm guessing the the basket was like just just chance. Oh God, yeah, had probably to be. or thirty five freaking you know yeah. takes and the other thing that that i really liked about the movie is that and I, I think i said this i forget who i said it to if um if it was an apatow film like a straight up he's responsible for writing it yeah uh it would have been seth rogan would have been amy yeah and it was very sadly it was very different to see um, a, a woman as the stoner slob that doesn't yeah. give a shit. Right. It was kind of not that I've known people like that, but I've known people like that. <laughs> um, and it was kind of tough 
to see because it's like, ah, oh, shit, I've had to deal with people like you. Mm. Watching a Seth, you know, whatever, it'd be like, oh, yeah, I remember doing that. But seeing it from the other side as a, as a guy watching a girl like just eating cereal and smoking pot all day. It's yeah. like, did you get to the scene with the, the kid, the intern? Yes. <laughs> it was funny. Yes. And Tilda Swinton was great. I, I didn't barely, know that was I her. barely recognized her. Yeah, yeah it was great. Um, I, I would I would probably give it a, a nice, probably a solid B. Definitely. I like Definitely. It. Really. Yeah, really good. Yeah. Um, what else did I, I've been watching a lot of scrubs lately. I went yeah. back for some reason. I don't know why. Um, what else did I watch? I watched Man of Steel again. Okay. I figure with you know the movie coming out next year, I should just sort of have that yep. in yep. my head a little bit. And um <laughs> fuck, <laughs> just can't do it, Jenny. Fuck Pa Kent. He's fuck, such a fucking asshole. Fuck him. Fuckity oh. fuck 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 him. I get it. Seriously. You're doing allegorical storytelling and it's supposed to mean something. No. 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 He was a pussy. I'm he sorry. He really was. He really to was. To do that to Glenn Ford, quite frankly, is just a dishonor. <laughs> That's just, you know, fuck that. And f- that was a, such a mistake. That was awful. Yeah. Um, if you're going to kill Pa Kent then fucking Zod should have snapped yeah. his neck on the farm. Right. And that would have given him a reason, finally, yeah. to realize, oh, shit, Pa was wrong. Yeah, and then it would have given more weight to, you know, snapping Zod's neck. Yeah. So, um, and that would actually would have been kind of nice. But, it, um, uh, but I'll I, tell you, that early, movie is way too long. Yeah. I mean, really, by the time, I was so glad to see the fight get to the train station. I'm like, <laughs> oh, fucking finally. Early on, I thought it was, they were going to explore... Not not like heavy handedly, but I thought they were going to explore like different ideals and different different uh, wishes and dreams that you have for your children and parenting techniques. Yeah, um, I keep going back. I keep wanting to call uh, Russell Crowe Space Dad because in um, the How It Should Have Ended uh, uh, yeah. thing on YouTube, Superman just yells Space Dad because <laughs> that's who you should agree with because because Jor El. He knows what's going on. Yeah. Even though he's been dead for a long time, he gets it. Pa's a fucking scaredy cat idiot. The other problem I had with Space Dad was that um, he was a little too interactive in that movie. Yeah. He was like helping Lois get out of the fucking thing. Like, all right, the, I can understand. Well, they got him. They have you to know, use him. Yeah, you know? have some pre-recorded messages, okay? But for him to help this chick escape, what the yeah. fuck is that ghost dad bullshit? Uh, you know? Not ghost dad. Space dad. <laughs> Space ghost dad. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'd watch better. that, yeah. So, um I am really I don't want an emotional slog through Batman and Superman's universe. I don't want I don't want it to be oppressive and draining and like a chore to watch. Oh, it's going to be. But it shouldn't be. But it's going to be. Yeah. I blame Dark Knight Rises. Yeah. Batman begins in Dark Knight perfectly perfectly fine. I don't know. Dark Knight was pretty dark. Yeah, but pretty, but given But it had a certain joy. But well, it kind of did. But given what the Joker was doing, I mean, it was but it was like it was like anarchy. It wasn't dour. Yeah, it wasn't like shoegazing. Mm, I'm Bane. I'm gonna beat everybody up. 
Yeah, and, and then like and Batman was totally depressing. Oh, Girlfriend's dead. I quit being my, Batman seven years ago, and now I can't walk. I tissue boxes on my feet, and I my never trim my fingernails. Foot hurts. That maid robbed me. I'm <laughs> <laughs> Batman. <laughs> and Alfred, what the hell, Alfred? Tell him to fucking shave and work oh, out. No kidding, right? Oh, I don't. And and what is going on, Affleck? Like he's quit being Batman now in the beginning what? of this movie, and he comes. I don't even know. Like we're getting Batman at the end of Batman's run in Batman versus Superman. Right. Isn't that kind of how it was? He was sort of out of the game for a while. Yeah, and... but why would you start your Justice League series with Batman being done? I don't know. Maybe they're gonna make it a kind of go backwards. Out are they the gonna line. keep pulling him back in? I don't know. I saw a really terrifying Star Wars thing today. Yeah? Yeah. It was a toy. Okay. Did you see it? I don't know. Had Force Awakens on the card. Uh-huh. Oh, it was a joke. Was it? The Jar Jar one? Yeah. Yeah, no, totally. Fucking Photoshop. <sighs> Fuck that picture man. of him is from, uh, I want to say it was from Clones. Yeah. yeah, no, it's people fucking with you. That's not cool. Yeah. Um, there was an Entertainment Weekly article about it that I didn't read. Okay. I had seen the pictures online. Like, okay, fine. I could take a look at the pictures. I really like this one of... Phasma? You know, yeah. Oh, you know where they got the name? Where? This is pretty cool. It's a, it's a, it's a, it's a chrome death trooper, basically, right? Oh, that's cool. Um, in, um, in the movie Phantasm, yeah, right. the guy has those chrome spheres that fly around and kill people kind of like what phasma is going to do so they did the old take a couple letters out star wars trick and they made it and that's they really where they got the name from did you see that's all right the poster for the next incredible yeah yeah i have a hard time calling it incredibles too i'm really i'm really nervous about it yeah yeah you should be I'm not even being sarcastic. I'm I'm really nervous. The first thing, the, the Incredibles was perfect. Yeah. Okay, because this is going to be, I don't know what the fuck this is going to be. Like, what's the story? Like, where did they go mm-hmm. with it? Where? Unless what? it just turns into an adventure story, which is going to be very disappointing. But what can you do with an Incredibles movie? that is different than the 40 others that have come out since then. Yeah, the 40 other superhero, superhero movies. Yeah. yeah, because that's what it's going to turn into. It's every, going to turn into an animated superhero movie. Every genre of of film has been a superhero movie now at this point. Yeah. So I just don't know where they can go with story. Yeah. With this. I mean, because you need to look at the character. Because this was all about, this was such a character-driven movie. Yep. And I, and I think it it gets, you know, discounted, I think. Mm. Because, you know, it's, oh, it's a kid's movie and whatnot. But it's all about the characters. Everything that goes on with them is all about who they are. Yeah. You know, every conversation is just dripping with subtext. Mm-hmm. And... Where do they go from here to like, what do they do? I don't know. Because I mean, you think, okay, well now everybody knows about the supers. So they're back. um, That's fine. What are we going to have a civil war situation where they have to have licenses to do this stuff? 
Um, is there going to be a a, 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 a a what Legion of Doom now of bad guys that finally get together? I don't. Are bad guys. Are we going to do a Mega Mind? Are we going to do a Despicable Me? Big Hero Six, I Avengers. I don't. I, don't I, I'm so. I love Brad Bird. I really, really do. I trust Brad Bird. I really, really do. Yeah. But I'm really nervous. Like, I want this to be so good. I want. I want it to be good. Hmm. Okay. How long has it been? Ten years. How old were the kids? The daughter was in high school. The son was in, you know, elementary school. So twenty and twenty-five. Yeah. But the thing is, though, you, you, I mean, what? Like, mom and dad are retiring. That's, that's too young like, to have kids. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. What are they going to... Oh, mom and dad get kidnapped. Spy kids. Right. Do you know, like, yeah. what What do they do? Like, what... I mean, Syndrome's dead. Yeah, he's, he's, he's pretty dead. Yeah. I mean, you got that stupid fucking mole guy. The Underminer, yeah, right. which is a which is a fantastic for, you know, homage anyway. And it was just meant to be, you know, uh, we made a fantastic four movie. Fuck you guys. Yeah. So um so I uh, I don't know. I have I can't and since they announced it when we heard about this a while ago, mm. I'm just like, God damn, what are they gonna do? He said he wasn't gonna do it till he had a good idea. He does have good ideas. Yeah, and that's that's the thing. It's and it took like, ten years to get the idea. So I mean, finding Dory—that's I'm not going to say that's easy, but that's, that's easier. Easier. <laughs> I mean, that's something you can. There's a you can see the story right there. Yeah. I mean, Dory's fucked in the head. It's easy <laughs> for her to get lost. It is. Yeah. Or or captured as it looks like what happens. Some. Which, in a way, is we've seen that the same movie, yeah. But and they're making Toy Story four. Enough with the fucking Toy we Stories. We don't need Toy Story four. They're nope. done. I mean, what, uh, what? Jesse and Woody's love story is what I read. Like, wasn't that two and three anyway? I don't know. It's again. It's, not, it's what happens when they have kids. What? Like, what the fuck? You know? <laughs> I mean, like, what are they gonna do with that? Except sell toys. I don't know. I don't know. Three, three was good. It got it, it hit a lot of people in the that fields. Made me cry. Yeah. Oh my god. Yeah. But me, I, the cynical bastard I was that wasn't on medication, right. turned to my wife who was ready to burst into tears. I'm like, you really think they're going to kill every major fucking character at the a, end of this I movie? Fucking I said, I will know. stand up and cheer if that you, happens. You know, that you is know, old. You know that somewhere there's a there's a. There's a file. There's got to be where they made it. Yep. Where they're burning enough of these fucking things. You know that done with this. Just like I'm going to spend 18 hours and kill these fucking things. (laughs) And it's going to come out on the internet somewhere someday, where Toy Story toys are dead. Yeah. How fucked up is that going to be? From the vault. (laughs) (laughs) It's your childhood. Um. Yeah. What else? I, you know how I said I was like super excited for that six-inch scale Tie Fighter. Uh huh. Yeah, I don't know anymore. Yeah. I saw the price or the supposed price. How much? Now here's the thing. Let me do a little back story on this whole thing. It's not a regular Tie Fighter. It's the Elite 
TIE fighter. Okay. So it has uh, a, a swiveling belly-mounted gun. Mm-hmm. It has guns on the on the turrets. And there's a window in the back, which you can see in the trailer, which looks like the front of the TIE fighter with this letterbox window. Okay. But it's the back of it, and it seats two people back to back. There's a rear gunner That's in this TIE fighter, which means the cockpit has to be like, yeah, like volleyball size, maybe. Which in that case, if the wings are in scale and not like the old, remember the old 70s right. TIE fighter? $180. Too much. Yeah. I would go. 100. I'd go 70 or 80. Yeah. And, but if it was a one seater, if it's two, that means there's more going on in there. Yeah. If it's if it stands two feet high, I might be like, yeah, yeah I'll wait till it goes on sale. Yeah. But other than that, I mean, I'll get a Kylo Ren six inch dude. I got some um, some um, what do you call it? Amazon money, mm. and um, so That's, I ordered. Yeah. So I ordered um, Chewie and Han. Ah, the the black series. Nice. So nice. So I can kind of have my own little we're home kind of deal. <laughs> so, yep. I also saw a um, these fun like movie theater type sign things you know refreshments ah. stuff like that exit then there was one that said coming soon i'm like i could put that on my bedroom door. yeah i knew it i knew it i tried to hang one of those in the bedroom and my wife said fuck you <laughs> that's wrote, the point she wrote two she said coming too soon <laughs> um oh i saw um ex machina oh okay um did you ever see that i saw most of it it was okay because I fell asleep in the middle. It was good. You should watch it. Watch the whole thing. I like the two people in it. It was it was so, pretty good. The three, I yeah, should say. It was. She really did come off as a robot. Who? <laughs> the the girl. She didn't register as like a human yeah. actress. She was um really good, and then I realized, oh wait a minute, I just saw her in Men from Uncle. <laughs> um, so yeah, I thought it was good. It was kind of interesting. Um, it had a a, a couple of times where I was like. Okay, hmm. keep going. Let's move this along. Yeah. And um, you're a little unsure who's you know good guy, bad guy, who's playing whom, and yeah, all that. So yeah. um, they did a good job with the with the looks and the attitudes and the verbal yeah. sparring, not yeah. saying anything. The aloofness of what's his favorite Poe Dameron's character there. Yeah, um, yeah. But you got some um, episode seven folks in there. Yeah, yeah. Both of the yeah. Both of the main guys. So, um, yeah, I, I liked it. Ben Perkins had um, recommended it to me hmm. a couple months ago. And uh, I finally got around to seeing it. I liked huh. it a lot. I watched a movie that you might find interesting. Oh, before I forget, yeah. and then tell me. Um, do you have the first Captain America movie? Oh, yeah. Can we, please? Yeah. Thanks. Actually, I got the Blu-ray probably right over there. Actually, do you? Because I actually yeah. might want to not wait for... Yeah, I have both of them over there, actually, so... Yeah. Cool. I haven't seen the first one in a very long time. I, I love the first one. That's, that's so much fun. It's just like happy, upbeat, yeah. beating up Nazis fun. So Yeah, because I watched Avengers, and I'm just sort of in that mm. mood. So And I don't have to get up too early tomorrow, so I might watch that when that's I get good. home. I watched a movie call, uh, called It Follows. Uh, you, know, I, you know, it's a horror movie? Yeah, okay. sort of. Yeah, yeah. I, haven't, I haven't seen it. Um, 
it's about and there's no way for me to explain this that would properly convey the mood and the feel and the tone of how they pull it off in mm-hmm. the movie um but it's about a well, I'll call it a curse that is like it's passed through sex. Okay. Um, it's called, you know, chlamydia. Yeah. Except this time, um, when you on IMDb for a second, when Keep you going. get it, um, whatever it is, and they never really fully explain it because it's a shape changer. It appears to you as people, you know, it, comes at you and it walks it's patient it's slow and if it catches you and kills you it goes to the next person up the line really so in order to protect the person you were with you have to stay alive and you have to find somebody that you could trust and just the tension of it it was really, really well yeah. done. It's it's a it's a tight movie. It's so really is it like, more of a thriller and less of a horror? You know how I am about horror movies. There's like, like one gruesome scene. I don't mind gruesome so much, but it's like a supernatural thriller. Maybe I'll check it out because it's like it's like it's like a slow chase movie, but it's it's okay. Psychological horror, I think, is the okay. best way to go. Yeah. Um, I I watched it. I was like, I'm like, uh, I don't. Uh, fine, okay. And and about twenty minutes into it, I was like, oh, okay. Where's this going? Because it's it's there's. Uh, no. Okay. okay. All right. Maybe I'll check it out. <laughs> and then I watched something on uh, Netflix called We Are Still Here, um, which is like a pretty much like a straight up haunting. Set in the late seventies. Did you ever check out the um, Wet Hot American Summer series? Not the series yet. No. Okay. I've been trying to catch up on some other movies that have yeah, no, just it can fallen wait. through the cracks. It can there. wait. I banged okay. through it in a day. Oh, really? How many yeah. are there? It's like eight. Oh, okay. I actually, I've while I'm at work and I'm like working on stuff and I have things on, I've gone back to Community and Arrested Development. It's kind of my fallback background shows. Community is on Hulu, though, right? Yeah. Yeah, I can't quite do Hulu because they do commercials. Now I get this thing that pops up on Hulu that says, um, due to your ad blocking software, we can't display the ad. Please click here to disable ads, but in the corner it does the countdown. So it's the normal allotted time for the ad. And I'm like, I'll just fucking wait in silence. I don't care. Rather than watch your stupid shitty ads that you show three things the same right after another. Yeah, that's they're awful. I think that if you watch the free shit, because they have like, you can use do Hulu and watch some free stuff, right? Yeah, they'll do it's like the, all the paid, last right? five yeah. episodes. Yeah, but um, I think that if you pay, you shouldn't have to. You know, that's, maybe I would I would be happy with one ad per show, up to ten ads, <laughs> and then after that for the day, no more ads. Yeah, that'd Fuck be fine. That. But whatever. Um, John Oliver, did you see him this week? No, not yet, not yet. Okay, I, I know that it's alone. like an epic. It's really like good. right up my alley. Really thing. good. Oh, I yeah, was going to totally. watch that either. Tonight Actually, you or know tomorrow. what though? It won't. I mean, none of it will surprise you. He does some pretty fun stuff with it. Yeah. Um, so, I think it's it's how he handles it, not yeah, you know, not what it is because none yeah. of it's going to surprise you, right? Um, 
but I love hearing him bitch about stuff. Oh, I know that you didn't you didn't watch True Detective this time around, did you? Or the other time around. No. Oh, it's really really good. Everybody's shit on the second season. I kind of yeah. liked it actually. That's and yeah. I'm gonna once again just praise Vince Vaughn, man, fucking amazing. Mm. And this the last episode. I would if other folks out there watched it, I would really be interested whether you write into the show or throw something on our Facebook page. I would really love to hear what you thought of this second season. So different than the first one. Mm. Um, and um, some folks said it was really, really convoluted, didn't know what was going on. I think that if you're a grown-up and you pay attention to what you're watching and you don't need things fucking spelled <laughs> out for you like a goddamn four-year-old, um, then... Which our audience, they're pretty savvy. Yeah, even yeah. quite frankly, some of the four-year-olds who listen to our show are pretty stupid. <laughs> so... Um, <laughs> But um, it, I thought it was great, and I really loved um, Vince Vaughn's uh, character and mm. and his, which is not something great. you hear that often, right? Yeah. Um, because I mean, plus, it's it's not a comedic role. It was, mm. it was it was I thought he did a a really really good job. Um, also, um, well, I just I just want to hear what people yeah. have to say about it. I'd be really interested to know. Hmm. Um, Otherwise, I didn't. What else? I I think that's pretty much all I've watched. I don't know. I'm getting pretty tired. Oh, uh, because I do Xbox Live every now and then, I guess, because I don't really explore the dashboard very much. Um, They deeply discount games every now and then. Yeah, PlayStation does the same thing. Um, The Lego movie game. Oh, yeah. I saw the girls playing that when I came. Five bucks. Really? Yeah, that's totally worth it. That's probably for the amount of fun they're they're on, like the introduction. You know how every Lego game has the lobby area. Yeah, this is like this is like like it's like the cantina and the Star Wars things. Yeah, Yeah. and they are just they're just running around that. Just yeah, just doing shit there. Think about it in the cantina in Star Wars. You can do the same thing. Just run around. Like yeah, kill tables. But it's like it's like and... four times bigger yeah. on this one, and like Ellen loves the Lego games and she just wants to play, and they won't give her the controller. And I'm like, you're not. Yeah, asking. she said that when I came in. She's like, yeah, they let me. They gave me a chance to play. They're going to bed in ten minutes. Yeah, they don't. She doesn't ask right. <laughs> I hold my hand out and I say, give me the controller. Yeah, and I'm like, this is how you do it clear. right here. Yeah. Nova likes Mortal Kombat. Ripley doesn't like shooting games or games where you get beat. But I think the Lego game is going to help her because she has to look down at the buttons to know which one's mm-hmm. which. So another couple of days, she'll have it down. And then I'll start her on something else because she gets, and I don't know how to correct this, she gets really, really agitated and really You've watched Bob's Burgers for enough Couple times. to know the noise that Tina makes. Okay, she she kind of does that. Where she goes, <laughs> ah, and it's like it's like hurting her that like I landed a kick and she didn't block it, or like I'm I be, I win I win the match because mm-hmm. I I go easy but not so easy that yeah. they know they're beating. They, I don't let them win. Yeah, Nova has beaten me a sort couple of times, a, but. but Maybe. Yeah. Uh, you know what? If you okay. land a punch instead of standing there, I can pretend. I can't stand there and have my predator pick his nose. He doesn't have a nose. But I can't you know, make him scratch his ass while you decide what you want to do. Yeah. He, she's not aggressive. She doesn't, yeah. I, I, she doesn't like doing death matches in Halo. Nova 
totally loves it. That's I love sneaking up behind her. I had this giant shoulder-mounted grenade rocket launcher thing. You pointed it right at her head. I got it. I got right behind her. She's talking trash, talking away. I'm going to find you, and I'm going to... And I said, bam And she jumps up out of the sea. Where did you come from? I'm like, right behind you, sucker. Julie's um, <sighs> younger brother, Jared, used to wreck me when we played halo yeah. oh my god we'd be up till four in the morning <laughs> i think i played him once it was awesome yeah probably we um i was showing him a little bit because i'm a responsible parent a little bit of that mortal Kombat legacy uh web series oh yeah and um they show melina who is the purple ninja girl because you know um but she's part tarkatan warrior which is like jagged teeth and mm-hmm. blades and stuff so they show the baby and the baby opens the mouth and like it, the 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 cheeks crack open and you see all the fangs and stuff in the mouth so you know it's not a normal right. baby right and um I, I i decided real fast in my head because sometimes we will like if we watch stupid cat videos they nova loves cats will say the stuff the animals are thinking yeah so the baby opened its mouth and i pretended to be the mom and I said, I am not breastfeeding that baby. <laughs> and they lost it. I'm like, all right, I know what level of jokes I'm nice. on with them. There we go. That's Ellen funny. was in bed, so she didn't hear that, but she that's would have funny. been fine with it. <laughs> but it's like, it, that's that's another way that we're trying to teach comedy. Yeah. Because, I, I mean, when I was little, I had a certain idea of what was funny. And then I found Monty Python and Faulty Towers. And that skewed yeah. my whole idea of funny to having it be something that maybe you have to think about for a second. Or be real quick, you know, so you don't get the shit kicked out of you. You tell a joke real fast. I got. <laughs> I learned to be funny around my grandmother's dining room table on mm. sundays because it would be my dad my uncles everybody around and it was like just bam 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 so you really had to be quick uh, to throw stuff in yeah. and and to be heard and it had to be quick you know quick and yeah. stuff and that's where I, I i really think that's kind of where i got my mm. penchant for really quick yeah. quip you know, like just sort of picking something up out of the air, just something that was said and, and finding some places. I do it now when yeah. I'm at work and I'll hear like other people on the phones and yeah. I'll just sort yeah. of answer what they're saying. And who, some people around me will be just like, will you stop? Yeah. So, but yeah, that's, um, yeah, it's, it's really interesting. And I think that like Cole, Cole is really, really quick, funny yeah. like that. Yeah. He's really, really, I mean, one of my favorite Cole quick funny stories is as he's walking through, it was like spelling bee time, and he's walking through the dining room, and we were talking to Lily about it, and then we say, hey, Cole, you're going to do the spelling bee this year? And he doesn't break his stride or anything. He just goes, and I know, and he just <laughs> keeps going. <laughs> That's good, right? That's you know, good. and it's just you know he didn't wait for it. He just you know never looked up from whatever it was. And I know, bam, <laughs> it just kept going. I'm like, nice, nice, very nice. And, and he was always really, really, he's he's so fast and quick like that. So yeah, that's something um, I want to I want to try and teach them is you think of something, you say it. You're gonna fail a lot, but, but the, it, the ones that hit, 
yeah are going to be great it's then like i remember listening to at the time it was fine every bill cosby record oh yeah so that's like that's like telling a story that has funny parts in yep. it that leads up to but then aside from the monty python stuff it was it was george carlin who was a little more absurdist but still yep. like paying attention to what was going on there was a little lenny bruce in there because you have to eddie murphy oh god eddie murphy we were weaned on eddie murphy yeah of course in grade school um and then i found stephen wright nemo phillips and stephen stephen wright taught me i could be funny at this level and i didn't yeah. have to be absurd about it. i could just say something crazy like park on a freeway Drive on a parkway. Drive on a parkway. Why are apartment buildings, why are apartments all together? Right. I got a, you know, I'm going to get a full body tattoo of myself, only bigger. Like just, just really abstract yeah. thinking. Mine, a comedians I listened to when I was young, like definitely George Carlin, mm. Robin Williams, um, Bob Newhart. Oh, yeah. He was hilarious. He would do like, telephone calls yeah and like one half of a telephone and he would do them like as a driving instructor yeah. or like a a speech guy for abraham lincoln but the good great know? thing about him is like he was he was he was prepared whatever role he was in like if he was the driving instructor he was a capable driving instructor yeah with a fucking nitwit right and, and it was just just it was a different exasperated yeah but it was it was believable it was it just was, the just his voice his cadence yeah. was, was perfect yeah also watching um carol burnett mm. my mother and the muppet show carol burnett and the show. muppet show yeah my mother loved carol burnett show yeah and we would watch that show and Watching like Tim Conway mm. do stuff that wasn't in the script, and watching the rest of them try not to laugh—it yeah. was odd. Because then you realize—I mean, it's like—I mean, yeah, you watch TV shows and you know stuff is scripted, right? But to see these guys like who worked so well together, yeah, and then to see one of them throw a curveball, yeah. and you see some of them just off to the side, just laughing. And then the one who asked is like supposed to do something to move the sketch along, yeah. struggling. Yeah, and like like this was really happening. This yeah. was this was live. They, they did this. They they did those things live in front of a live studio audience. It was yeah. amazing to watch because it was brilliant. Yeah, all those guys. And then you know you see Robin Williams on TV and stuff like that. You know whose stand up I liked, and you're not gonna believe a word out of this when I say the person's name. Yeah, Woody Allen. He did some stand-up that was really funny. I could see that. I read a lot of him. Mm. Um, Dr. Demento would play some of his stuff every now and yeah. then. Yeah. And Dr. it was... Dr. Demento, my God. It was really funny. And I'm like, why does he make such boring movies? <laughs> his stand-up didn't translate uh, to me as a viewer. It, his stand-up was funnier than the same joke as... As a scene. As a scene, yeah. yeah. Probably because he had full control over how he was telling it. Yeah. But yeah. They're not totally into... But they've been laughing at stuff that I wouldn't expect. 
they want to really watch Futurama. We don't let them watch The Simpsons unless we're with them because yeah. some of the jokes kind of because they will feel bad for a character that gets shit on, like Gil, for instance. Um, but there was an episode of Futurama where we were watching the other day and Bender dies, like dies in a coffin, dies. And the truck backs up and I think it was Nova. She went, ha, dead X. Because that was the name of the company because they yeah. delivered bodies. Yeah. So I was kind of proud of that because not only did she read it fast, mm-hmm. but it processed. She got the reference and then repeated it. Yeah. And that's like, when you really like when you see kids catching stuff that's funny. I mean, I for me writing funny and like thinking funny and mm. being funny cuz I'm funny. Um <laughs> looking. But um cuz I mean, I've talked about like why are things funny and I'll look right. at why are things funny and stuff like like I'll like I take funny very seriously. Mm. Um and to sort of catch how a kid catches what's funny you know something that's more than just silly you know but like really like really funny like like dead x that's that's really funny okay and it's it's because it's i don't know it's just funny and for a kid to get it and see it and when you really think about everything that goes into yeah yeah that being funny yep and like translating that there's a lot of stuff going on there yep yep because I, that was something Ellen and I were talking about early on. It's like, well, we can't expose them to certain movies until they've seen the stuff that it's based off of. Yeah. So, like, there's in the in the My Little Pony show, there's references to Indiana Jones, Ghostbusters, all kinds of stuff. They love Ghostbusters, and they are thrilled for this other movie. So everybody else can shut the fuck up. Um, but when we watched. Um, temple of doom because that's the most exciting one right. like there were a couple things and they're like oh that's just like and that's but it's like that guy is this guy and yeah it's like well when i rewatched silence of the lambs mm. you rewatch it and you realize and you just see like how much like of a of an impact that had on pop culture like yeah wh- like how many god how many different places stuff shows up yeah yeah, I was rewatching, uh, and I'm only about halfway through Lord of Illusions, the Clive Barker yeah. movie, uh, because Scarlet Gospels, which I've started reading again, because I start to read and then people want to talk. Did you get to Ready me. Player One? Yes, and I'm reading it to the girls. I've read through to like chapter two. You like it? And uh, I get to that in a second. Um, Lord of Illusions totally because it's the same character so i want to learn a little bit about this harry demore character uh and i don't have time to read three of the books that he feeds that he's somewhat featured in and really featured in because some of clive's books are like 1800 pages depending on what kind anyway um the movie itself the story it's a good solid story but it really suffers with the special effects. They are like right. bottom of the barrel. Yeah. CW nineteen ninety four <laughs> like special effects, like totally out of place. Like Langoliers looking bullshit. Yeah. Um but it's um Quantum Leap there and uh Jean Grey. Interesting. And they're good. And it's a nice little like 
90s pseudo noir kind of yeah. detective thing hmm. um so that's good because now i'm getting a little background aside from what i have ready player one i think rubbed me the wrong way about halfway through the first paragraph when it just ripped the quote from ghostbusters because in my head i'm like too soon <laughs> no this is the rest of what i've read so far i like there is but... such a reverence that there really is a reverence for I'm our, I'm our 80s. I'm totally going to give it a shot. Really, but like, it is. But like I had just watched Ghostbusters, you know, the original. Yeah. And, and it's like, uh, okay. So you can't say too soon because you just happen to have watched Ghostbusters. No, I mean too soon. It was like five lines in. Like, uh, but, but. The way it, it's it's constructed after that, I'm I'm okay with that. It's it, it's, it kind of put me off and made me a little like, eh, why does everybody like this so much? Because I'm not a good. I have to be in the right mood for the Family Guy, and then this happened, yeah. and you, you know, cut away, kind of stuff, and that's kind of what it felt. Like. It was in italics, it was in quotes, and it's like, just mm-hmm. seriously, it is a gr- it is a lot of fun, so, and I cannot wait for the movie. Yeah, if they get Gene Wilder. That right? would be really interesting. Yeah. Yeah. He might look at that and go, no, I did that already. Get Johnny Depp. Oh, wait, he did but that. But the thing already, is, though, which so. is exactly why he's perfect for it. That's exactly. Right. I mean, the whole thing yeah. is about. Yeah. It's perfect. Yeah. So yay Spielberg for having that idea. Yeah. I'm um, very interested to see how it's done. And if they go live action, like which I assume they would. Yeah. Um, that's an interesting choice, too, because. If you were to CG it, like totally, like it like DreamWorks, it would but suck. you could do, you could, you could, I don't know. I'm sorry, special effects are at a point where you can do anything you want. Yeah, that's in true. The, seriously, this has to be live action. Yeah, I'm just thinking about uh, Cloudy with a Chance of Meatballs. That the design aspect of that movie, like really, like found the '80s and gave it a nice warm hug. This I liked. I liked that movie. But think about what they could do. Mm. Uh, I'm sorry. I just it, it, yeah. No, live no, action. I, I think is. I was just. Th- I was I just throwing that out there. Movie. Yeah. I I cannot wait for this movie. I haven't. How old is the main character? This um this this dude. He's like probably late high school. I think oh, he's okay. like like seventeen, eighteen. So like a like a Tomorrowland age. Yeah. Like the girl. Okay. Yeah. All right. Um, yeah, yeah, I believe so. Okay. Um, who do you think? Uh, who do you think the character in Rogue One is that has a relationship to the uh, original trilogy? I don't know. Somebody was somebody was asking me earlier if I thought that Diego Luna.
Are you still there? Progress. It's the reason that your grandparents' views are better not spoken in public. Uh, why did I bring you to straight out of Compton, Pop-Up? This is, this is partly on me. In the recent Republican presidential debate, there was a genuinely encouraging sign because the subject of gay marriage came up and presidential candidate John Kasich responded like this. Guess what? I just went to a wedding of a friend of mine who happens to be gay. Uh, because somebody doesn't think the way I do doesn't mean that I can't care about them or I can't love them. Wow. A gay wedding just got applause at a Republican debate. Add that to the list of things that would have been unthinkable in 2004, like the phrase Academy Award winner Matthew McConaughey. <laughs> People would have said you were insane. And look, it's not just Kasich. Jeb Bush, Rick Perry, Bobby Jindal and Marco Rubio have all said they would attend a gay wedding if invited, which I can only imagine is terrible news for any of their gay acquaintances <laughs> who invited them only on the assumption that they would decline to attend and send a very expensive gift instead. Well, I didn't think he would say yes, did I, Mark? Now, now which of your friends wants to sit with Bobby Jindal? Yes, your friends are like my friends. Although, look, not all of the candidates have been quite so clear. Governor Scott Walker, for instance, had a much more squirrely response. Would you attend a gay wedding? Um, well, in terms of, that's a, certainly a personal issue for a family member. Uh, Tonette and I, her family, already had a family member uh, who's had a reception. I haven't been at a wedding, but one. Um, and it, that's true, even though my position on uh, marriage is still that it's defined between a man and a woman. I support the Constitution of the state. But for someone I love, we've been at a reception. It's a yes or no question. How the hell did you respond on the RSVP card when it asked if you wanted chicken or fish? Well, that's certainly a personal question uh, for dinner. Uh, Tanette and I already had chicken. It was at a restaurant, not our home, last week, I believe. I haven't had fish recently, though. I, I, st I still believe it is certainly a meal, which is my position. Although, according to the menu, there is also maybe a vegetarian option. So, to answer your question, I have eaten chicken in the past, yes. of a gay wedding is increasingly widely accepted. It is worth noting that there are still a number of surprising ways to ruin a gay honeymoon. Today, in most states, an LGBT person can get married on Saturday, post photos of their wedding on Sunday, and they get fired from their job or thrown out of their apartment on Monday just because of who they are. Okay, that's clearly terrible. The only possible reason you should be fired from your job after your wedding is if your theme was stolen office supplies. That's the only logical reason. But it, it is true that discriminating against gay people is surprisingly legal in much of the country. The fact is, in 31 states, people are at risk of being fired, evicted or refused service just because they're gay. So while federal law may guarantee a gay couple's right to get married, it offers exactly zero guarantees about their right to do the things that normally follow that, like uh, signing a lease on an apartment they can't afford, uh, or conducting tense discussions about finances in the brightly lit tapas restaurant of their choosing, <laughs> or marching into any bank and applying for a small business loan to get Brenda's stupid cupcakes for dogs idea off the ground. <laughs> Brenda, all cupcakes are cupcakes for dogs. They eat their own shit, Brenda. <laughs> Which is just as well, because your cupcakes are terrible. They're terrible, B. And look, if you are surprised by this, don't worry, you're not alone. 
A 2013 poll showed that nearly 70% of people thought it was illegal under federal law for someone to be fired for being gay. People believe it because it feels like it should be true. It's optimistic, but wrong. Like thinking vertical stripes are flattering, or making your first condom purchase magnums. Optimistic, but statistically wrong. And there are plenty of recent real-life examples of discrimination happening. Just look at Colin Jubery and Kelly Williams, a Texas couple who made the mistake of visiting a restaurant called Big Earl's, where their waitress had something to say to them. She said that we don't serve, um, can I say, fags here. We don't serve fags here. Then the waitress continued, they say. Here at Big Earl's, we like for men to act like men and for ladies to act like ladies. And it was just so nonchalantly. Like, like, almost like she was reading a piece of paper. Well, she was. That phrase is posted on the front door of the restaurant. She's a young lady, didn't know what else to say, and they, finally, they just kept on. She finally said, and she said, we just don't want facts. Okay, that is obviously appalling. And also, someone might want to tell Big Earl that having a sign saying, where men act like men, is actually the single gayest thing imaginable. <laughs> So, look, that's an example of recent discrimination regarding public accommodation. For discrimination in the workplace, take the case of Casey Stiegel, a gay man employed as a children's social services worker, also in Texas. His fiancée showed up to help him one day because he was overseeing a field trip and wanted assistance. And the next thing he knew, this happened. Well, later in that week, I got a text message from the president of Children's Home saying I needed to come meet with him, and then told me because of my lifestyle choices, um, he didn't feel comfortable having me on his team anymore. For the record, being gay is clearly not a lifestyle choice. A lifestyle choice is when a man gets obnoxiously into jazz or goes on an Atkins diet and starts a food blog called Protein Wolf. <laughs> Both of which you should actually be fired for, but that's not what we're talking about here tonight. The fact is, this kind of discrimination can have ripple effects. Like when this Michigan couple had their paediatrician refuse to treat their baby just because they were lesbians, which, as they point out, is crazy. We're not your patient. She's your patient. And the fact that you can't, your job is to keep babies healthy, and you can't keep a baby healthy that has gay parents. Exactly. But to be fair, no one can keep any baby healthy, regardless of the parents. Babies are fleshy bacteria magnets. They're, they're basically vomit volcanoes. They're going to get sick and they're going to make you sick. That's just a fact. But it is amazing that any of those stories are taking place in this day and age. And I'm not saying that this is the case everywhere. Some states and cities do have good protections. And I suppose we could wait for every state to catch up. But there are certain issues too important to be left to the states. Specifically, civil rights and state birds. You chose the scissor-tailed flycatcher, Oklahoma? Are you f***ing kidding me? How do you not go with the eastern Phoebe? That bird is a pure-winged majesty, but you went and chose a piece of garbage with a beak? Like it fell out of Miranda July's hair. That's a shit bird, Oklahoma. Shame on you. You're on the wrong side of history. Anyway, the point is, states have a checkered history when it comes to civil rights. Just look at Arkansas right now. Not only do they not have any anti-discrimination ordinances, earlier this year they actually passed an anti-anti-discrimination ordinance that prevents any city or county from extending civil rights protections to gay people. Here is a sponsor of that law explaining why. 
I want to be treated equal just like I want someone from the uh, LBGD community to be treated equal. I want to be fair to them and I want to be fair to me. They shouldn't get more rights than I do and I shouldn't get more rights than them. What are you talking about? <laughs> this is not about special rights. We're not creating lesbians-only sections on airplanes <laughs> or putting up signs at Six Flags saying you must be this gay to go on this ride. <laughs> this is just basic equality. That's all it is. Now, now, there have been some positive moves at the federal level. Just last month, the EEOC ruled the Civil Rights Act applies to LGB workers, and a year ago, the president added LGBT protections for federal contractors, all of which is great, but those protections could be undone by his successor. And it's worth noting, two of the Republican governors running for president actually weakened their state's non-discrimination policies. Bobby Jindal let uh, an executive order expire, and John Kasich kept his, but removed the protections for transgender workers for some reason. And it must be strange to live in a state and see progress actually move backwards. It'd be like if Apple suddenly introduced the iPhone 7 and it was a flip phone. No, <laughs> sure, that's still not as dumb as the Apple Watch, but it's dumb. <laughs> not that dumb, but dumb. <laughs> now, the main argument against extending these protections is that it might infringe on religious freedom, forcing people to act against their religious beliefs, hence the rise of religious freedom restoration acts around the country. And religious freedom is not an inherently bad thing. And I'm not just saying that, because I'm the current mega-reverend of Our Lady of Perpetual Exemption. Yeah. Praise be. Praise be. Praise be unto you. This, this is not... This is not about me. We allow for religious freedom in limited, sensible ways all the time. It's why Muslims can wear a hijab in their driver's license photo, and why devout Christians can't be forced to work on the Sabbath. But there are reasonable limits to it. And we've all heard it mistakenly cited in stories like this. Colorado baker Jack Phillips estimates he's made 5,000 wedding cakes since he opened his shop Masterpiece Cakes 20 years ago. A deeply religious man, Jack Phillips says he'll bake birthday cakes, cupcakes, and a variety of other sweets for same-sex couples, just not a wedding cake. I actually feel like I'm taking part in the wedding. Part of me goes to the reception. of you goes to the reception I have a horrifying sense what that might mean in a way I've been married 5,000 times in another way I come in the cake <laughs> that baker denied service to a gay couple in 2012, citing his belief that providing them with a wedding cake would offend his definition of traditional marriage. But that's a little hard to square with the fact that he allegedly had no problem providing a cake for a wedding between two dogs. <laughs> and look, those dogs may lick their own balls, but I'm sure even they are now regretting ordering a vanilla cum cake from the ejaculating <laughs> baker of Colorado. The bigger flaw in his argument is his understanding of how the law works. The Constitution guarantees me the right to uh, um, practice my faith, my religion, anywhere, anytime. There are no restrictions on that. It also gives me the right to free speech anytime, anywhere. Except it doesn't, though. 
courts have already decided there are limits on religious freedom. For example, they found that you can't discriminate on race based on your religious beliefs. And there are limits on free speech. You can't yell fire in a crowded theatre. The Constitution isn't the star in Super Mario Brothers. It doesn't make you invincible so you can just do whatever the f*** you want. Now, just so you know, that baker lost his case because Colorado happens to be one of the states that has a law banning discrimination based on sexual orientation. And when states have those laws, even states with religious freedom acts, cases do now tend to go gay people's way, which is good. The problem is, there are still way too many states that don't have anti-discrimination laws at all. So maybe it's time we just fix all of this nationwide in one go. And interestingly, there is something called the Equality Act in Congress right now, which adds LGBT protections to the Civil Rights Act, the Fair Housing Act, and several others. It has over 200 co-sponsors in the House and Senate. Unfortunately, precisely zero of them are Republican, which is genuinely difficult to do. For instance, there's an actual bill that just designated September the 25th as National Lobster Day. (laughs) Even that had two Republican (laughs) co-sponsors. And look, I'm not saying lobsters don't deserve recognition from our government, because they absolutely do. Although, do they? That's not the point, though. That's not the point. The point is, this bill represents the bare minimum of not being discriminated against. And this should be what represents the threshold of true gay tolerance, not whether or not you would consider attending a gay wedding. So we actually reached out to every single presidential candidate from both parties and asked them, would you support passage of a federal law or laws that prohibit discrimination based on sexual orientation and gender identity, specifically in the areas of employment, housing, public accommodations and access to credit? It's not a complicated question. It's a long question, yes, but it's not a complicated one. But only four campaigns got back to us. Lincoln Chafee and Martin O'Malley said yes, they would. But to be honest, I think they were just happy anyone had asked them anything. So, you discount that. Bernie Sanders also said he would, and a spokesman for Rand Paul said, and this is true, we'll pass, thanks. <laughs> okay, you're welcome. <laughs> Everyone else is presumably still thinking about it, but why? We reached out on Thursday, and it should not take that long to work out the answer to should gay people be discriminated against is just no. That's it. Because it is long past time that gay people have the same rights that straight people have. Namely, to be fired because they're being replaced by a computer, to be denied service at a restaurant because they're neither wealthy-looking nor attractive, and more specifically, to have a wedding cake but not eat it because they suspect a strange man may, for some reason, have ejaculated into it. Mm. Okay, that's enough. No more talking.